Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And, and we're, we're the, the Fuller, Fuller sisters. sisters. Order's up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. Chicken Noodle Scoop. So this episode... So... <laughs> Go ahead, Gab. So this episode, I think you guys are going to absolutely love. We had so much fun recording it. And by we, I don't mean me and Lexi. So this was a <laughs> Gabby and Sean exclusive. It was actually Sean's idea. We were like driving in the car and he randomly asked me a cheer question. He was like, you know what? Just write that down. Let's do a whole podcast on like the basics and the behind the scenes of cheerleading that people don't know and discuss. And that's what we did. And we had a lot of fun. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. I feel like anytime we do a Q&A, we get a ton of cheer questions for Gabby. So this was your chance, everybody. I hope you enjoy. If you like already are a cheerleader, I feel like you'll learn something. If you have no idea anything about the cheerleading world, I think you'll learn something. So plus it's just funny because Gabby and Sean and their banter, which <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much Love Island Australia because I'm saying banter. But before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and get into the weekly scoop. So what did you do this week, Lex? Your first week back, but you didn't go back to school yet. So I had school this week, but because I was traveling and waiting for COVID test results, I actually did not enter clinic this week. Um, so I got a lot of stuff done around the house. I decluttered my entire house. I put so many things up for sale on Mercari. I'm donating a bunch of stuff, just getting rid of things that I don't need anymore. And it feels fantastic um it was still somehow a stressful week even though I only had school Tuesday Thursday but back in the swing of things I already had a quiz this week we love that I did get the COVID vaccine um I got the Moderna one for school so I'll keep you guys updated on that so far really nothing crazy has happened I have to get the second dose in February I don't know if I talked about this I got a new car I haven't talked about it on social media yet at all. Um, I got a new vehicle. I am feeling so grateful. My other car just, I mean, Gabby hated it, but it also just like wasn't safe. (laughs) It was ugly, but it also just like wasn't safe. Especially Um, in the snow at all. Yeah. So I got an all-wheel drive SUV. I got a Kia Seltos. I'm obsessed with it and I'm just very happy about it. But I honestly think that's it. I don't think anything else has happened here. So how about you? So, Lexi went home. What day did you leave? Um, Saturday. Saturday. And then Sean stayed until Wednesday just because he just needed a break and wanted to enjoy the sunshine a little bit more. And must I say, it was a success on my part because they are both very, very leaning towards moving down here. Finally, you guys know how much I've been trying to work my magic. They both kind of fell in (laughs) love with the atmosphere this time around. And I think it's because we really took in everything for like what Miami and Florida is because it was so cold at home and it was beautiful and sunny here and we took full advantage of that we went to the pool so many times the beach we went to new beaches that we've literally never been to and it even made me fall in love with where I live again because I feel like right now I live in a very suburban area so like I live in Miami but I don't really live in Miami and me and Sean were talking even Lexi like we were looking at houses and looking at other things and I'm tempted to once my lease is up instead of moving into a house because you guys know I also want to do that but maybe looking into buying like a condo or something instead and kind of more of a high rise 
actually in Miami, possibly overlooking the water of some sort. Just something with like an all glass like window view. So I see the sunrise, the sunset every morning. I think that would make me a much happier person. I feel like content wise, that would be better. I could do so much more. And I would only have to suffer through driving through traffic, honestly, like once a day to get to the gym because there's no traffic at 10 p.m. And I think for the little bit of sacrifice I might have to make for the traffic, I think there would be so many more positives and pros coming out of it. So that could be really fun, really exciting. I've never wanted to do that before. I've always been so set on just staying close to the gym and living my life here. But I feel like I'm at the point where I want to kind of branch out and do more for just me. And that could be the next step. So very excited for that. Other than that, after Sean left, honestly, I just got back into the swing of work. I took a nice, like, honestly, I only took, like, barely a week off of work, if you could even say that, because although I didn't post and edit YouTube videos, I was constantly making TikToks and pictures and everything, but got back into the swing of work. I'm actually enjoying, like, being productive again, although I did love having a break. I'm kind of struggling getting back into a routine of, like, how many videos to post, what I would do on a work day, because... Vlogmas totally changed everything because I was literally working nonstop that entire month that I forget how I managed things in the way I did things before that. So we're kind of just spending these days getting into the swing of things, finding that routine again. But I feel like I could post more than two videos a week. So maybe I'll do three because why not if I'm feeling it? Might as well ride that wave as long as I can. Other than that, that's pretty much it. I went to the gym and stunted for fun last night for the first time in a long time. That was wonderful. That is like a drug to me. That seriously gives me the most like high on life is just stunting and flying. It is like my escape from everything. And now today I'm at the gym three to 10. So it's a long, a long day consumed of cheerleading, but I love it. And that's pretty much it for my week. All right. So without further ado, why don't we jump right into the episode? I hope you guys enjoy. As always, reach out to us on the podcast Instagram if you have any more questions and let's get right to it and here we are with the one and only our most requested and most popular guest because you've been on like a million episodes now sean hi everybody i'm back so this was actually your idea for an episode and i think it's a great idea because i always forget that not all of my followers know about cheerleading especially lately i've been getting so many new followers and i hardly ever post about it So we're going to do a whole cheerleading 101 episode, answer all the basic questions. Sean has a bunch of questions that he just randomly thinks about that he asked me about. So he was like, let's just save them. Let's do a whole podcast about it and let everyone know the basics of cheerleading that no one really talks about and all the like the pricing, the divisions, like all the stuff that if you aren't a cheerleader, you wouldn't know. So let's start off with before obviously meeting my sister and meeting me, what was your knowledge and exposure of cheerleading? So my knowledge of cheerleading was basically um like high school level and then you know you do high school competitions you know each high school competes against each other and they go to states and stuff like that um and then they do have college cheer but i thought college cheer was mostly like just you know you go to football games and you support the football team and whatnot i didn't know that there was a competition level at like juco and like um like a lot of like universities and whatnot uh, but then I didn't even realize that there was, um, a professional level. Um, you know, my level of knowledge of cheerleading from a professional level, or I thought like bring it was bringing on like high school level. Technically. I don't, I don't even, even know. know. They, they cheered for school, I guess. Yeah. And they like cheered people, for schools. Yeah, I think it was high school. People get like, 
like watch movies like bring it on like assume that's cheerleading mm-hmm. um but yeah i didn't my first competition was worlds um, yeah so you just went balls to the wall right away yeah like, right into worlds um, yeah i think i we flew into florida and then i hadn't even like i think we we met like one or two times before that but i never really saw you on like mm-hmm. with your around like cheer friends or in cheer like a cheerleading environment um and i think lexi made me put on like a t-shirt that had you on it doing a stunt <laughs> and i was like all right i'm rolling with this like i'm part i'm i'm part of the fam now you know i've been only dating this girl for six months but whatever <laughs> let's go um uh, actually it was a year at that point because we we started dating after worlds happened like less so than it was a like year, but yeah close to a year and like when i first went into the world's like um like the espn worldwide sports yeah it was insane like the energy it was just crazy and then to see you with like fans and people coming up to you and like i was like holy cow like this girl's famous in this sport (laughs) you know but um yeah that's like my basic level of knowledge and that's my first experience for like actual cheer so let's just hop right into the questions we're gonna go i also asked on my instagram but we're gonna start with the questions that sean actually has and then we'll feed into like other people's yeah. questions on Instagram. Yeah. So my thing is, what age did you start, and what age does like n- like people normally start? Okay. Well, my scenario was not considered normal. My mom was a coach, so I was literally born into cheerleading. I cheered, I think, before I even walked. Not normal. The minimum age is like three. I would say very very small percentage of kids that start at three actually finish all the way through their senior year. Yeah. It they, is they, a they sport. Start. It's a very demanding and tiring sport that yeah. a lot of kids get burnt out. If you don't truly love it, you get burnt out at most likely like the middle of high school age when you start wanting to go to parties and have fun with your friends and people don't know how to balance it, yeah. which I will say is very possible. But I would say for girls, because boys, the average age is probably like 16. Teens. Yeah, literally high school when they just most of the time it's because like a sister or a friend cheers and they just go to practice with them. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Or they're but, in a friend group and they right. kind of like get suckered into like a, a tryout or whatnot. I would say girls probably around the age of like 10 to 11 would maybe be like the average. I'm yeah. honestly just spitballing a number. I really don't know. I don't think that statistic has ever been done. But it's definitely way later for boys. Especially like the boys on my team. I don't know if any of them have cheered. Maybe like one or two have cheered before yeah. the age of like 16. Yeah. It's also a sport where a lot of people come from a background of dance or gymnastics, which just like feeds into cheerleading. I wish I wish at like my age I could have like maybe like tried right. to do like, it because it's so fun and it, it I, like the best workout ever. Yeah. I stand by that. Uh and I think that like cheerleaders, like men and women are some of the most athletic people in the world. Like hands down, like they're just like gymnasts. Like yeah. it's it's insane how like your friend Justin I look at him and I'm like, God damn, like I like I want to be in his his physical shape. Like it's insane. And he doesn't go to a gym at no. all. Like it's literally just yeah. cheerleading. It's just cheerleading. It's nuts. Uh, but I I mean, I don't know if you didn't knew this, but I did um diving in high school. Oh really? For like two years. And it's not like it's not the same thing, but like we used to do like pikes and flips and stuff and like at my high school they used to always try to recruit the cheerleaders yeah, for diving. I had like no mental block when it came to doing like like two and a half dives or like 
double double flips, double uh, pikes, wow. like stuff like that, like reverse dives and stuff like that. But I only gave it a year, and you know I didn't really get into it. But like just the, um, like the muscle I built from my legs mm. from like going up every and, time you flip, especially the core. Like I'm telling you, that's yeah, why I have abs because that, that was it's one of the yeah a full body workout in everything you do. It was insane, and just like thinking about that, like I wish I kind of like. To try it out. Like, yeah, I wish I kind of tried tried doing cheer because like I don't know. It right, been if you cool weren't to do scared it. of flipping at all, like no, yeah, not at all. But um, yeah. So next question is, um, did you do high school cheer? So no, I never did any type of school cheer, which was weird because my mom was also she was an all star coach, but she was also the high school coach, and for some reason I just never had any desire to do high school. I, especially because when I got to that age, well, no, because even in middle school, when I was still just cheering for my mom's gym, I just, I didn't care to do it. I think my whole thing was I love cheerleading because I like doing the harder stuff and I don't just do cheerleading to like hang out and gossip with my friends. It's like, I enjoy the actual skills Yeah. where I feel like school cheerleading is kind of more like for fun and just yeah. gossip and be a cheerleader where I was like, no, nah, I want to be physically like active doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's more, it's. It's more in depth because I feel like um, when I see like your mother's, what was it the game we went to? Also, when I was in high school, I don't think my high school team was a competition team. No. So, and either way, I could not have balanced all that, especially in high school. I was driving far away for a gym, so. I think we went to, uh, it was, yeah, it was McDowell versus St. Joe's that we went to. Your mom was helping coach the cheer team and your dad was also there um with the football team and you know i we kind of like went and talked to your mom and saw what her team did and it was like i mean they supported the football team and then like occasionally somebody would do a tumble or like i was also i would much rather be in the fit like the student section at a football game yeah no i get that um but okay so what do you call what do you call like that style of cheer it like you have high school cheerleading you just call it competitive cheerleading yeah, I mean, technically, we're, like, all-star cheerleading, but that doesn't describe anything. I would say competitive cheerleading is better. Yeah. Because then people, like, understand that it's not... It's a competition-style-based. Right. And it's not that... Because high school competition cheer is this... Like, they have different rules, but it's the same type of thing. I think, like, sideline cheer should be called something completely different. Okay. Because that's what people think of. You say, oh, I cheer, and they're like, oh, for what team? Like, what, what football team yeah. do you cheer for? Like... Oh, like, when that... that The initial thing, like, when I met Lexi... And you, like, she told me you were a cheerleader. I was like, oh, she cheers for the Miami Dolphins? That's kind of right. cool. Right, that's, like, like, the other thing you go to. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, she's, like, she does way more than that. Like, um, but, I mean, no offense, like, like being a, a cheerleader for a professional football team, like, that's still pretty cool and, like, I would say those thing. are definitely, I'm surprised those are even called professional cheerleaders. And I get it because it's, it's more like, of a dance style, it's, Oh, it's it? for sure more dance. Yeah. yeah, they don't do any type of, like, cheering on, like. Yeah, but, um. All right. Okay, so you started off on a team called Aqua, right? Well, so I started at my mom's gym, which was called like Mill Creek Cheer and Dance in little old Erie, Pennsylvania. And I was there until I was like 13. And up until that point, I didn't really know the cheer world existed. I thought I just cheered for fun because that's what my mom did. And I go to my gym, I do cheerleading and I go home and we go to competitions. And like I know of other teams, but I didn't know like the cheer world and all of this is intertwined in the world championships and NCA. Like I had no idea yeah. those existed. Once I started to discover that is when I really fell in love with cheerleading. And then that's when 
my mom because we were from like a small town we didn't have enough kids to really field a level five team which is like at the time that was the world team so we drove two hours to a gym in Ohio my mom sold her gym and she stopped coaching she became only like a cheer mom she god bless that woman she sacrificed so much for me she so did my dad but they were both amazing so we drove two hours about twice a week to a gym called American Elite in Ohio and it was fun made a lot of friends but the coaching style and just the way that gym was run just it wasn't a right fit for me and obviously if I'm putting in the time and energy to drive two hours I'm not going to do something that's not really worth it to me so then we did that the next year we decided to drive two and a half hours the other way so we went to Pittsburgh instead and there I was stuck between two gyms one that used to be it's closed now but it used to be FCA and then Rain Athletics and that's when I was on Aqua so we made a whole pros and cons list. My mom wanted me to go to FCA because it was just a more established gym. And obviously it was, I was going to rain the first year it was open. So it was like, we had no idea what to expect. Went to FCA, tried out for a day, hated it. Walked out of the gym saying, I'm never coming here again. Walked into rain, immediately and, fell in love. And like, why'd you do that? Coaching styles were, they definitely played favorites. It was very like, if you've been at this gym long, then you will make this team. And if not, then we won't even talk to you at trials. Like it was very weird how it was run. So walked into Rain Athletics, total opposite. Fell in love with the coaches, fell in love with the people there, the gym, everything. So that was the team I was on for two years. Drove two and a half hours back and forth. I pretty much lived in a different city every single weekend in my junior year of high school. Actually, sophomore and junior year of high school. And then at that point, I loved it, but I something just didn't feel right. And I felt like I still needed to advance a little bit more. And I kind of like lost my love for cheerleading for a minute. So my mom was like, well... Other things also kind of like played into this, but I just tried out for Top Gun in Miami, Florida. I made it. My parents were amazing and they were like, you cannot pass up this once in a lifetime opportunity. So you'll go live with your aunt for a year and then you'll go. I wanted to go to college down here anyway, so it just made the transition really smooth. So then I moved down here. I now go to Top Gun. I was on TGLC for two years and now I'm on what was 005 and is now 004, well, six years later in Florida, which is insane to me. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. So what are, what's the... So is Rain and like Aqua and Top Gun, are they all on the same level? Is there different divisions? So they're the same level and then within every level is different divisions. So the level, it goes ranges from one to seven now because they changed it. And then divisions would be like the age group and the size of the team. Okay. And like co-ed or all girls. So and what, what team are you on right now? I'm on double O, which is International Open Large Co-ed Six. And Rain Athletics Aqua used to be, well, still is, small all-girl five. And then TGLC is large co-ed six. Oh, no, small all-girl six now. Okay. And then TGLC is so, large co-ed six. So break it down. For us okay. that don't know the cheer world, so, large co-ed, large, international. Large is the size of the team. So TGLC, because they're large, can have up to 38 athletes. Co-ed obviously means girl and boy. So large co-ed, they have girls and boys. And then the level five or the six is like the skill level of it. So I'm international open because we're above the age of 18. We're old senior citizens. So we can no longer be the normal like senior age group category. So for my division, which I get a lot, the bottom age is 14 and the, it doesn't cap at any age. So you can keep cheering until you're literally 95. Wow. There's uh, no top age. What's the oldest person you've had on your team ever? Um. Well, technically my coach stepped in last year at like 35, 36 
And we have two dads on our team this year and they're amazing. And the stuff that they sacrifice is insane. And I absolutely love it because they just love doing it. And yeah. you just see that and it radiates. But yeah, so technically I could keep cheering forever. Will I? No, but I could. So the divisions and skills, it's, it's so there's literally a million divisions now. But the skill level are the levels one through seven. And then divisions d- depend on size of the team, whether it's co-ed or all-girl, and the age group. Okay. All right. So you have multiple different divisions in your in gym. your gym. Yeah. Like, so Top Gun, there's different divisions. So yes. you have, like, uh, you know, Every team o. is a different division. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So run me through some of the, like, stunts or um, the stuff that you do during cheerleading like what or actually let's start off like sim- what makes more, up a routine yeah let's start off some, something simple what is the like the different positions in cheerleading like do you, you have like a quarterback in football or okay. wide receiver you have like so you have flyers well and- starting from the very basic you're you don't have you can be both of these but you're either a stunter or a tumbler or both within tumbling there's no other positions but within stunting then there's the back spot which is in the back of the stunt the main well then there's bases and within bases there's main base and side base that depending on what side you are and then there's the flyer and then obviously there's like front spots which aren't really used anymore but i'm a flyer always been a flyer what else you got well okay so what's the job of the main base versus the side the main base is the one that- mainly does all the spinning does controls like the main part of the stunt where the side base is more so like just to control it. controls more the like side movement of it where the main base does more of like the transition parts of the stunt. okay all right cool um and then like who throws you up everyone everyone does mm-hmm. okay all right um and how difficult so routines are based off of how, like their difficulty right yes it's kind of like difficulty and technique are the main two like okay Okay, yeah. So how, so I, how I, hard it is what you're doing and how well you're doing it. Okay. Um, and so it's based off of like a 100-point scale. Yeah, so ch- scoring changes literally every single year. It's gotten kind of crazy and ridiculous the last couple of years because now it starts at 100 and you just lose points down. So teams are scoring a lot higher when they really shouldn't. Okay. Where it used to be like, not necessarily you start at zero, but like you start at a base score and then everything you do adds to it. It's like totally flip-flop now. But Okay. And then... Um, so have you ever gotten a perfect score or what is a technically a perfect score? Technically a hundred would be a perfect score. No one's ever gotten a hundred teams have gotten 99.9s. I got a 99.6 like or seven once or twice, but is that called, is that hitting zero? Okay. So, I mean, most likely if you're getting a score like that, yeah, you have to hit zero, but hitting zero, I mean, doesn't depend on score or not. It just means you've had zero deductions, zero mistakes. So no stunts fell, no stunts bobbled, no one touched in their tumbling, like, there was just no mistakes of routine. Even without execution issues, like, you can still hit zero, but the routine was performed the way it was choreographed. Okay, cool. All right, and so how long is... So, your like, what do you call it, your routine? Mm-hmm. How long is your routine? Two and a half minutes. Okay, and that's for everyone. Yeah. Like, that's competition. You have to have a routine of two and a half minutes. I mean, you can do as short as you want. I don't know if there's a minimum time limit, but you get deducted if you go over two and a half minutes. Okay. Will you get deducted deducted if you go under? Or is it just your no, difficulty just, goes down? Right. Obviously, like, you can't fit every skill in the routine without going as close to 230 as you okay. can. How many skills do you have to be at, fit in a routine? Um. So, the categories are... 
standing tumbling, running tumbling, co-ed stunts, main stunt, basket, pyramid, dance, and then like choreography and okay. overall like composition. That makes so much more sense now because I'm like, a lot of times I'm like, okay, I feel like they're doing the same thing over again or, you because know Because there's I mean? different it's like, like... It's like, okay, she, you go up like three or four times mm-hmm. during like... And I'm like, okay, so what's the difference between all this? Like, why is it all split up? Yeah. yeah. So co-ed stunts are like, obviously, if you're on a co-ed team, it's just like one base throwing one girl. Yeah. The main stunt is like the main, it's my favorite part of a routine. It's like the core part of a routine where everyone's doing a stunt at one time and it's like more of a group stunt. So for my division, we only use two bases, but for all girl teams, they use like three bases. Is that when, is that when like all five of the flyers go up? Yes. And then like you guys are all like kind of moving and people are tumbling at the same time. Um, maybe. I think you guys did that. Like where you, you held your, you held your leg up over your head and then your two bases were like moving you guys at the same time. Yeah. That like, that is like really cool to me. And I think that's like one of my favorite parts. It's so like all five of you, like all five flyers are in the, in air, the air at the same time and doing that. And the bases are moving. And then there's like people also moving around at the same mm-hmm. time. So there's that. And then there's baskets, which are where you throw, like throw people up and they do skills. And then you catch them like full release moves. Yeah. And there's pyramid, which is everyone's doing things connected to each other. Okay. How high do you, you think you go? I in, wish in I could basket? measure it. Cause you like when I, when I was at worlds and I've seen you cheer at practice um, but sitting up in the bleachers at Worlds and watching you go in the air, it looks like you're like reaching the same level as me, like two stories up on, yeah. in the bleachers. I would love like, to it's know. Insane. I've never measured it. I've never had a way of measuring it. It's 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 definitely over ten feet. Oh, for sure, because it's way over like well, it, tall people and their arms length. So yeah. like, oh yeah, for sure. It's just insane to see. Um, that's I have to say that's another one of my favorite. Like. All the flying stunts, you just like you're like you drop your jaw drops and you go like holy crap! Like it's insane that humans can do this. Right? Like who's the first psychopath that decided to do this? <laughs> let's throw and somebody why? as far as we can. In or the like air. let's flip my body over. Like yeah, not seeing anyone do that ever before, and you just decide to do it. Yeah, so weird. That's crazy. So and you split that like do you, most of those routines like especially with the flyer ones like the baskets and the um. What was the other one? I'm sorry. Pyramid or what? The pyra- like you split those up with like tumblings, like routines, right? Yeah. So most of the time, I mean, everyone follows a different, there's no like specific order you have to go in, but a lot of times it goes like a tumbling section, a stunting section. I also forgot jumps. Jumps are part of a routine. I okay. forgot about that. So it'll go like split up mostly. It's like tumbling, then stunting, then tumbling, then jumping, then stunting, then baskets, then pyramid, then dance. Like And most, like pretty much everyone does jumps. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So like the bases, the flyers. Oh, yeah. It's okay. like seventy five percent of your team has to do it. Yeah, and like so that that must be like splitting up. Like you can't do like a basket and all your stunts like right in a row. You get like I mean you exhausted. could, but yeah, you would be exhausted. Yeah. Um. But okay. Next question. So who makes your routines? Like how are they choreographed and whatnot? So Top Gun is different because our coaches are some of the world's best choreographers. So we do a lot of our choreography in-house and then our coaches are actually choreographers for other gyms. So like all summer, my coach Jose goes around to other gyms giving other teams routines and then comes back and does his own. But a lot of times they want like a different eye to do it. So we have Brandon Hale come in and add our fluff and like other choreography like that. So 
it depends. It's different team to team, gym to gym, whether their coaches do it or someone comes in. Like the team I coach, we did our routine completely by ourselves. But I also coach with two choreographers. So it's like yeah, our gym's different because our coaches are choreographers. So it's a lot easier. But a lot of gyms hire people to come in and do okay. them. Okay. All right. And your mom did that for her gym, right? Yeah. She always did her own. Okay. That's pretty cool. And then, so you guys, does, does your coaches who make the choreography make the music that goes along with it? No. So that is something that we pay. Well, it used to be, Top Gun's music used to be made by a coach, but now they changed about, God, like what, six, five, six years ago, they changed the music rules because music producers were starting to get sued by artists because they were using their music for free without paying like a copyright or like a royalty. Yeah. It's not so, like you're, you're filming a video. It's like you're just using it for a routine in a competition. Right. So it completely changed because all music was copyrighted. So now if a music producer wants to use a real song, they have to pay for the rights. So now all music is custom. So we pay a big chunk of money to have someone else make the music and they do every single voiceover. They have the routine video playing on the big screen and he completely makes the music to match the routine. So why not? So if you're paying a big chunk of money, why not just pay the royalties to... Because that would be an even bigger chunk of money. It's a lot of money to pay for the rights to music. Wow. Um, so stemming off of that, um, what, like, why is the music so like eccentric in a way? Like there's a lot of sound effects and it's not just like, you know, somebody playing a guitar or a band singing. It's, it's kind of like a lot of like electric, I feel like there's so many other reasons for that because it's like. As an athlete, if you have boring music, it's so hard to get through a routine. Like, if you're hype about the music, the music's hyping you up, like, you have something to perform to. And that's another thing. Performance is such a big aspect of it. So the voiceovers and everything to give people something to, like, kind of tell a story through. Yeah. And then another thing being, like, in the audience. If it's just a guitar solo or not even a solo, like, some acoustic, like, right. It's just not, it's such a hype, like nonstop two minute and 30 second routine that i mean i don't know who first made music and started it that way but that's just how it's but always it just been rolled with it. and yeah it just makes the routine flow better with the music when the sound effects are happening when the routine is going on and yeah. so on. and i kind of like it's also like it adds in like your your team's like you know oh top gun 005 and then it kind of goes with you know your theme mm-hmm. and that that's another thing is like okay who decides your themes for the year. Last year, what were you guys? You guys were cops. Last year, we were cops. We were double OPD. We were actually supposed to be cops and robbers, and then we saw the uniform, and we absolutely hated it. And then we went totally cops because that uniform was so much cuter than the robber one. The robber one just didn't look look too costumey, and that's not what we were going for. So we went cops. The year before that, we were school year, and that was my first theme. So the way 005 works, obviously, again, every team is different. Our coaches bring an idea to us. And they would never make us do something we didn't want to. They're super understanding with that with everything. I love it. How balanced like the power is between our coaches and our team. It's one of my favorite things about Double O. So they always bring the theme to us. And then they give us the opportunity to say yes, bring other ideas. Like yeah. they wouldn't do something that we didn't like. Okay. All right. So and then so you're saying that you guys didn't do themes before. So there used to be like. Early 2000s teams used to do themes. Okay. And so then, you guys kind of brought it back. I think it's mainly because, like, the music rule happened. You couldn't have any other music anymore, any real music, and just kind of the scoring changed. So, mainly our coaches are like, how can we make this more fun again? Like, yeah. And how can we give something for our music producer to tell a better story through? If you don't yeah. give him a theme or any direction, like, so hard. But if you yeah. give him something to go off of, like, 
TJC last year, last year's music was my favorite, like the Top Gun movie. The whole music was movie references. Like it was insane. If you knew the movie, it was like a whole story being yeah, told. Like it was cool. so cool. So what what year were you guys 005? So, okay, the team or are you I'm guys on, always 005? It used to be called I-5 like a long time ago. And then they named it 005 after an athlete that was supposed to be on the team. His name is Omar and he passed away in a car accident. So they named it after him and it was Omar's Open 5. Obviously, that's really long to say, but they wanted to keep like the legacy and the title for it. So they just turned it to 005. And it was 005 my first year and my second year. And then after that, they changed the levels because level five restricted used to be called restricted and they wanted to make it its own level. So now that's level five. So now we got changed to level six and we had a whole another thing that was the coaches led it up to us to decide whether we wanted to be 006, stay 005 or just go double O. And we always refer to ourselves as a nickname as double O anyway. Yeah. So we just kept it as double O. We figured that was easy. We didn't have to change to double O six. It's just kind of weird to say. So okay. it's the same team, just and same skills we were doing. It just has a different number to the level now. Okay. Well, like I didn't know that it was named after mm-hmm. one of your past teammates and that's pretty cool. Um, so d- what is your theme this year? It's can't, still a secret. I can't I tell. Can't, you, you can't I mean, tell I me. can tell you off of the mic, but I can't tell you on oh, recording. Boy. That's pretty cool. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, there's like no hints you can give away or no. no? No. All right. I don't even know how I would give a hint for it. It's not like anything we've done in the past. It's okay. not an over the top like costumey theme at all, which I really like. Okay. That's pretty cool. Can I can I maybe take a guess at it? Sure. Okay, Jumanji theme. Oh my god, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you imagine if like you guys came out with like animals like everyone's be, a different animal? That would be kind of so- sick. <laughs> like a safari theme? No. But um all right, so next question. Okay, so what are like how many competitions do you have a year? Again, this depends on the team. TGLC has the most competitions in our gym because I'm on an international team now. They like to keep the prices low, so we don't go to as many competitions as TGLC do, does. So we do. Well, actually, they added some in this year. So we're doing a competition called Out All Out, and then we're doing Cheer Sport in Atlanta, and then NCA in Dallas, UCA in Orlando, and Worlds in Orlando. Okay, what's NCA? Because I feel like I hear those two the most is Worlds and mm-hmm. NCA. Those are definitely the biggest. Cheer Sport is also like the third biggest. But so NCA is in Dallas. It's a national competition. So it's in kind of like the middle of the year. So many teams go. And then the difference between that and Worlds is Worlds is international. So it's like the world championships. Okay. Teams from all over the country, all over the world. Yeah, I All go to one competition. You, get, you had like the UK, Australia. Yeah, Germany, Canada, like yeah. everyone. That's pretty cool. Um, so you guys won NCA last year, right? Yes. And have you, do you usually win NCA or? I've won NCA three times now and I've been there five. So. Okay. Decent, a decent amount. Decent odds. And you've only won Worlds twice. Yes. Would have been three last year, but Worlds got canceled. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say that I have been to ev- there every time you've won Worlds. So you better keep coming. Yeah. I think I'm your lucky charm. I think so too. It like still shocks me that. Just because TGLC was always my dream team, and that was, I mean, they've won Worlds so many times. After I didn't win on TGLC, I was really like, I'm just not meant to win Worlds. Like, it's okay, I'm just going to cheer for fun. Like, I really didn't think it was going to happen after that. And then the fact that it happened once, and now twice already, is like, insane to me. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's crazy. Like, little old me that didn't even know what the cheerleading world was, and then like, driving two and a half hours to the gym, moving away from my family, and then like... Yeah, it's crazy. 
it's it's so rewarding once you get yeah. that. Um, did you ever come close to winning worlds when you were on Aqua or Rain? Oh God, no. We got like twenty sixth place. Like, it's unfortunately cheer is very political, and if you're not from a big gym or your name's not known, even if you're amazing don't really get rewarded that's just kind of how it is it sucks really yeah it's really bad like that because aqua the skill wise that we were doing 2014 is the same skills that people are doing now really and like we were genuinely a really good team our technique wasn't amazing but we should not that we should have won not at all but we should have gone way higher than 26 but it was really just because of our name Hmm. that's like that sucks it does suck but they're now so much more established that they are becoming a big gym that's good which is awesome that's good. Um, so how would it work if, like, say you wanted to open up your own gym? I know that's, like, not, mm-hmm. uh, like, you don't ever want to do that and whatnot. And I could have probably imagined, like, the stress that your mom yeah, had opening it, so her much. own gym. So how does somebody open their own gym? How do you get established? It's That's why it's so hard now because bigger gyms are taking over. But you just... You don't have to, like, go through a process. Like, you literally open a gym. Yeah. You find coaches that have to be, like, certified and... You just bring in kids and you just start. Yeah, you start doing tryouts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's cool. Do you think that once you're done cheerleading, will you keep co- coaching? I want to. I love doing it. I especially I want my future kids to cheer, and because like that's what me and my mom bond over so much. I would love to do that with my future kids. I just I love to do it. I don't even get paid for it. I don't. I feel I hate like saying this because I'm not trying to be that girl, but like. I decided that I don't want to get paid from the gym this year and I'd rather have all my money that I would get paid from working to go pay off other people's accounts because I don't need it. And yeah. I the gym does so much for me anyway and like that I would like to give back to those that have a harder time paying for the gym, especially I like talked to my coach over and I think that the money's going to go towards the two dads accounts that literally sacrifice so much to be there. Like they bring their kids to practice. Like yeah. it's insane. And I'm so blessed in where I am in life that I do it because I love it. I'm not doing it as a job. It's not my main job. I don't yeah. need that money. So that's pretty I like cool. put it towards other people. Yeah. Nice. All right. I think we're going to roll into some of the Instagram questions. Okay. So the first Instagram question is uh, from Claire. And how long does it take you to learn a routine? So again, depends team to team and year to year. We... So just worlds, finish our routine. Worlds is in. Okay, ends so the in season, April. yeah, Worlds ends in April. April tryouts start in May, so the okay, season well. pretty much goes all year. Okay. Um, you start learning your choreography at like the end of summer, and because our coaches do our choreography, we do it over time. Where if a team is hiring a gym or a gym is hiring a choreographer to come in, you'll do it all in a weekend. But we do ours over time and like learn everything, you know, at this practice and whatever, because they do it as they go. Yeah. But we, we actually up, like, just finished our routine. Baskets and the stuff. And right. Like we'll do a whole weekend for our pyramid. We'll do a whole weekend for this and that. Okay. We just finished our routine, honestly, yesterday. And we started in like September, October. Like it, yeah. it's taken us a while. But um, So what do you do for the whole summer then? Practice skills. Like you know the basic skills that are going to be in a routine. The co-ed stunts, the tumbling, like without just having them pieced together. Just you keeping just, fit. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Next question is from Abby. And what is your favorite cheer uniform you've ever had? I get this question nonstop. I don't know if I can give you one. I seriously love every single uniform that I've worn. 
they all have like especially the theme uniforms like they all just have a different story and they're so fun like the schoolgirl uniform was so much fun wasn't the best to perform in that skirt was so heavy but looking back on it that theme and that everything was just like it was fit yeah. together so well like didn't you guys get rid of the the skirts are you like switched so day uniforms? two day two 2018 and 2019 we went back to our old uniforms just because they're cleaner so the judges score you higher because your routine overall like looks cleaner and better and they were more comfortable like we were kind of complaining about the skirts at that point that they just made things hard because they yeah. were heavy so we went back to the old uniform won both years in the old uniform i still have my the uniform that i've won in i don't think i've washed it seriously yeah because <laughs> that's the only time we wore it all year like, yeah wow Okay, and then um, how do you qualify for nationals or worlds? So for nationals, you don't have to qualify in all-star. You could just, you pay to go. You pay to do everything in this sport. Literally, everything is a money game. But for worlds, you do have to qualify, and you get those bids to go to worlds at the nationals competitions. So there's different bids. There's either a paid bid or an at-large bid. I don't think they do partial paid anymore. So an at-large is, congratulations, you get invited to go, but you have to pay every penny. A pay bid is congratulations, you're invited to go and you don't have to pay. Technically. You get like a twenty five you get like a rate per athlete on the team and it ends up being like twenty five thousand total for a large team, which unfortunately doesn't cover every cost, but it definitely That's does a crazy most of it. amount of money. Right. That's insane. Um like like how do gyms even afford to pay that? Like just by you guys paying to be on the team? Yeah, fundraisers and everything. If you don't get a bid, if you don't get a pay bid to Worlds, you have to fundraise a lot of money because wow. that's not included in your tuition. Although Top Gun normally has a rule that if you don't get a paid bid, you don't go to Worlds for their like bigger teams because you should be able to get a paid bid for sure. But okay, a lot yeah. of fundraising. Have you ever not like, were you on TGLC and you never got like... I've never gone to Worlds on not a paid bid. Even all my old teams got a paid bid. It's really not that hard to get, except last year we didn't get one. And if Worlds would have happened, we would have had to fundraise all that money. That's insane. Because for some reason, competitions like to not give bids to international teams, which doesn't make any sense at all. Because if anything, we're the college students, you know, the working class that needs the money the most. The fact that they're like sorting us out of the, even if we score higher than everyone. If their bids say that they're not giving them international teams, they'll go to a lower score. Maybe team. maybe it's just like okay, it's this it's this team's year to pay up. You know, somebody's got to pay, right? And it's like yeah, you guys need to fundraise this year, right? It's but, ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Next question is from Gavin, and his question is: How early before competitions do you start going full out? What does full out mean? Full out means you do the routine and every single section in it 100%. Okay. So you do your entire two two minute mm-hmm. and 30 second routine all the way through. Yes. And I don't think people realize how hard that is because we can only do at most two a practice. Yeah. Because it is so You can only do hard. two at most? We've done at most at Top Gun because Top Gun is run different. Like when we were on Aqua, they used to just play the music and have us go over and over. Even if stunts are falling everywhere, people are getting hurt. Like at, it, there comes a point where it's not safe anymore because it's so hard to go through. Yeah. So at Top Gun, we have a rule that, like, we don't go more than three, if at most four, and, like, we will not do any more. Really? So. That's surprising because it's, like, it's you're there for an hour and you and a half think, practice. You wouldn't think it would be that hard considering that's what we compete. Like, you would think we'd be just doing those yeah. all the time. Like, I mean, just, well, try sprinting full speed for. Two minutes and 30 seconds while holding a girl above your head and pulling yeah. body positions and flipping. and Yeah. It's, yeah, that's nuts. Um. But, like, 
so you only do it two to three times a practice. What do you do in between then? Um, Coaches kind of talk reps, to you. Reps, so like just doing a specific section over and over, cleaning a certain section, fixing whatever, yeah. Just okay. working on individual So if somebody training. like falls... They'll have like, to go ahead up and okay, do that section again. Gabby, you don't have to go. This person has to go and, and you, practice it. Yeah. Okay. So right. how early do we start going full out? Well, because it's so hard... Teams try to go full out as early as possible. So that way your stamina is getting built up. You're getting used to the skills. Again, different every gym. I think, I don't even know when we do our first full out because it's different every year. And technically, like I said, we just finished our routine. So technically we haven't even done a full full out yet. But we've done full outs with basically our full routine since yeah. like... Well, that's kind of crazy. You haven't started doing October. full out. And I know. it's... <laughs> It's January. We've done everything but the very end of our pyramid and dance, which at that point, your body's already dead that it makes no more difference to do a little bit more than yeah. what okay. you're already doing. Yeah, it would be it would be kind of fun to like see, you know, how you know, how physically taxing that is. You know, like I that's what I say. You know, I've been I, in the military and it's like like there were some points in the military where I'm like, Holy crap, this is I'm pushing I, my body did, to the limit. We just had our two and a half week Christmas break we did our first routine yesterday and I got to the back of jumps and for the first time in a long time I actually questioned if I could get through it yeah like I thought I was either gonna throw up or my legs were gonna give out or have you ever thrown up in a in a routine I haven't but it's very common most people do would it like you guys have nice mats you just throw up we have the garage doors open so you run out and throw up in the bushes okay even like mid routine I mean if you have to yeah most of the time you can hold it until the end of the routine but like it's a very common thing for people to throw really up. yeah oh well that's nuts yeah. I've, I've never thrown up from a workout i haven't either and like i've done some crazy stuff so it's a uh, lot yeah that's not really a lot that's why whenever i go to a workout class or i try to go to the gym i like can't bring myself to do it because nothing is as good as a workout as cheerleading is yeah well okay our next question is from jack and his question is do you get paid to cheer no you pay to cheer which is every time like when i went on my first date he's like oh so like you get paid to do it like you're at a professional level and i'm like no there's none of that luckily i've kind of turned it into a job with like what i do and with social media and everything so it definitely has paid off for me i would love unfortunately i don't know a lot of the back end of finances because well one the first 13 years of my cheerleading career i cheered at my mom's gym so i didn't have to pay the normal fees and then after that my parents i'm lucky enough that they always handled the finances and then once I had to start paying on my own, I work at the gym. So I still don't really have to handle my finances. Yeah. But I know Top Gun is cheaper than my old gyms, which you wouldn't think so because it's such a more like well-known gym. Mm-hmm. But I love the way this gym is run. I think it's everything about it is like to a T, just like perfectly how a business and a gym should be run. So it's actually a lot cheaper. And Double O is one of the cheapest teams in the gym because – we come from, you know, like we're out down here All living on our own, having to work and pay yeah. for ourselves. So it's not parents. The year, fun. I don't know exactly because, like I said, it, I don't pay for it every month, but it comes out to being like 1300 total for the season. Okay. That's without travel, hotels, competitions. No, competitions are included. Travel, hotels, that stuff's not included. Okay. What do you think an, like an international team like Australia play, pays for? Oh, like I have no idea. Like, I don't even know where. I feel like it would be insane Probably, to like, like travel. Well, to that's Florida why most of them year. they come and they they literally make a vacation out of it, especially because of the time difference. So they'll come yeah. like a week or two before. Yeah. Do they like 
like can they go to like other gyms and like yeah so we there? have some that come to our gym which is kind of weird because it's still three hours from orlando and then the orlando top gun location gets like paid out every single day probably like the month of worlds because teams go and practice wow. there that's pretty cool um yeah because it's like i can't believe i mean do they do those same teams go to nca as well not all of them not a lot of the international teams no some do but not very many Oh, but it's okay. mainly like Canada or like that kind of international teams where it's still closer. Okay. So I feel like I'll break down like the payments, like what you're actually paying for. So the reason why double O is so cheap is we don't actually, our coaches don't get paid to do it. They just do it because they love it. So the things that we're paying for are tuition fees, which is gym fees to keep the gym running, to pay electricity, to do the, all that, like the monthly, monthly tuition, um, competition fees, to like what you pay to be able to compete at that, that competition. That probably be the most. Yeah. And then music and practice wear. And I get a ton of questions about uniforms and it shocks me on people don't know this because Top Gun gets new uniforms every single year. Like the world seems do. And people think that we're really paying like $700 out of pocket for these. But we have contracts with the uniform companies that yeah. these teams get so many uniforms yeah. every single year they, because they advertisements yeah so, it's yeah. like it's just like a brand deal for me like that yeah. company is getting so much exposure from these teams wearing those uniforms yeah. that they're, and they're going to like high school teams and whatnot like stuff like that right and selling uniforms to them right? yeah so. so like where most gyms do pay for uniforms and like our program uniforms are paid for most of our world seems like yeah. athletes don't pay for them yeah because you get so they're much like exposure. kind of like sponsored right yeah um, cause that like when I, when I first like, so when I first started dating Lexi, we went down to, um, visit you. And the first time we stayed at a hotel where you were like doing a sponsored, like uniform shoot, mm-hmm. was that for your, your gym or was that for like, just like you were paid for that separately? Like, remember that hotel we stayed at? In Miami. Oh, yes. So that was when I was working with GK, and that was for, they were doing their casting calls. So they were setting up shop in this hotel and having athletes come in and, like, basically try out to be a model. And that's another way they get exposure, and it just helps the brand out and also just helps athletes out with giving them the opportunity to model for a uniform company. Okay, so that wasn't with the gym. That was just... No, that was with the uniform company. Okay, okay. All right, that makes sense. And now I'm with Rebel. So now when I, like the other time you were here, I had to fly to Dallas and I had to do the uniform reveal for my team. Yeah. So now I like also do stuff like that. Okay. All right. Makes sense. All right. Uh, my next question and probably our last question is um, what's like, what's your biggest team rival? Like, do you have another team that's like on your level that you compete for like second, third place every so year? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a single team we compete against this year. Every team that we used to compete against switched divisions. So I don't even know who we compete against anymore. It used to be, I would guess I would say Wildcats because that was always the team that won the division and then 005 came in and like started taking over that division. But then Wildcats switched divisions. So then it was Cheer Force Infinity. And now Cheer Force Infinity switched divisions. So okay, it's interesting. All right. So what divisions do they go to? You're in six right now. Okay, so yeah, like I said, there's so many divisions. So I'm in International Open Large Code 6. Wildcats switch to just Open Large Code 6. So they have a completely different score sheet than us at competitions. Okay. So they're a different division. And now Infinity went to Open Level 7, which is like flipping baskets and stuff like that. 
So once it, you're at the international level, it's really not that. It's competitive, but not like rivals. Like we're all older than that. We're more mature than having a specific rival. Yeah. The large all-girl division and the, honestly, all the senior divisions are way more competitive and rival in like a bloodbath of divisions because really? those, yeah, it's just. Is there more, more teams in that those divisions? Not really. It's just kind of those are the main divisions that like cheerleading was kind of found on. Okay. So like TLC was the first team at Top Gun. Same with like Senior Elite was the first team at Cheer Extreme. So okay. it's for a lot of gyms, that's like their main team. That is like their A team where they put all like the best athletes. They do like all the most, just like, yeah. it's just like the biggest team from those gyms. So that makes that division a lot more competitive in a bloodbath and like so a bigger would you, deal. Would you say that most, like most of your, most athletic athletes are on TGLC and not double O? No, because now, honestly, it's just age. Double O, so double O five used to not be like a big competitive team in the gym. It really wasn't. I mean, they were always good, but it was more so just like people doing it for fun. Like it, it was all 18 over. Now they're starting to make it like a, I would say my first year down here was the first year they started to put some younger athletes on the team that like didn't make the cut for TGLC that they thought would be a better fit on double O. And that was the first year they started having younger kids on it. So it was okay. more competitive, more athletic. So I would say now, I would say we're almost completely even, and the only difference is age. Okay. Because most of my team came from TGLC. And that it's a larger group. TGLC's larger. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many people are on TGLC? 38, and we have 24. Okay. So right. they have, I think they have like 19 girls, 19 boys, and we have 24 total, and we have 10 girls and 14 boys. So we actually have more boys than we have girls on the team. Okay. And that could make for almost like crazier stunts. Yeah, because so my, was it last year? We only had nine girls. So it was, you're a flyer or we had two Tom girls and that was it. And yeah. all of our other boys were the bases. Yeah. And I'm not saying like guys are more athletic that like, it just makes for like guys could strength and everything. Strength, yeah. throwing people further. We and... don't have any, our girls don't base. We don't have our yeah. girls base. Okay. We only have the guys base. Is I'm like, is that make for like less injuries or like is that? Like- I don't think it's necessarily girl guy thing. I think it's Top Gun in general knows what they're doing, and all of the people on our experience. team are very experienced. That's what okay. I, I a main question I get. Everyone's like, "How are you not scared?" Or like, "Are you scared? Is it terrifying?" And I'm like, "No," because I am lucky enough that I. First of all, I know that my coaches would never put me in danger. Like, if there's something that genuinely was dangerous, they wouldn't have yeah. me do it. But I also just trust my bases so much, and I'm very lucky that every year I get such amazing bases that I don't have to be nervous for a skill because I know they'll throw themselves under me before I touch the ground. Yeah. I have so many videos where I fall on top of everyone, they all hit the ground, and I come up laughing because I didn't even touch the ground. Yeah. Where it's crazy because you probably watch those videos, and you're like, how are you not terrified to do that? You're flying through the air and landing yeah. on people. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some soft, cushy people below you. So right. I just have being at a gym like Top Gun, you have more experience, and I don't want to say better athletes, but they just know what they're doing more, like yeah. smarter athletes when it comes to cheerleading. That I don't have a reason to get scared for anything. I mean, that comes with time and experience, like, right? Yeah. Now tumbling, on the other hand, I have a mental block. I've had a mental block since I was seven. I'm not scared of anything. My body just won't flip over kind of given up on it because it's literally been so long and that's why I put all my focus in every other area and that's why I came to a team where I don't need to tumble I'm on a team where the boys do most of the tumbling and then there's other girls and 
my coaches have never asked me to do a tumbling pass like I just am not needed and that's why I put so much effort into my flying because I know that I will do every single section of flying in this routine yeah okay um okay so last question seriously now um what is the craziest injury you've ever seen Another question I get asked, which is shocking, and I'm going to knock on wood right now. I've somehow never gotten injured at all doing what I do, and I think it's mainly because I don't tumble because most of the injuries do come from tumbling. I've seen dislocated elbows, dislocated knees, torn ACLs, blood everywhere, like every which way. Coming from like noses. and Yeah. yeah. Noses, heads, like concussions here right and left half these times i'm sure i've had so many concussions i've just never gotten tested but yeah so many injuries it's such a dangerous sport but it's also just the most rewarding sport and i'm like being at top gun makes it a lot safer because coaches and athletes just know what they're doing where like there's so many it's one of the i don't know the statistic but it is one of the most dangerous sports because most of the injuries come from like the high school teams that coaches don't know what they're doing at all and they're on the basketball floor and Fires are just getting dropped to the ground straight yeah. to the basketball floor. They have those thin pads that they that just do throw nothing. on there. Yeah. Right. So it is scary, but I that's another reason why I always just stuck to All-Star because it's a spring floor. That's another thing. A difference between All-Star and high school and college. All-Star's on a spring floor, which is more of like a gym, gymnastics floor. High school and college is on a dead mat, which yeah. is just a sponge mat on the floor and no springs. Yeah. And some and those mats end. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah. You could, like sometimes your routine goes a little too far. And... Yeah, you go out of bounds a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but the spring floor definitely makes it easier to do skills, and that's why on All Star you can do harder skills than you can yeah. college level. But the dead floor is hard to. The fact that people even tumble on that, it's hard. Yeah. Ugh. All right, and that is all the questions that we have for today. I hope you learned a little bit more. Did you learn more? I learned so much from this episode, and I'm like kind of glad that we did this because. Yeah. Now, I, like when we go to competitions and whatnot, more, yeah, I'll know more. so much more and like understand because like the first time I was at Worlds, I was a lost puppy and I was yeah, we like, we didn't tell you like anything up until no, that point. No, no, like, like y'all just threw me the wolves and I was just like, okay, like, <laughs> um, but it was it was a good time for sure. I also like being hit on so much by all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I walk around there and I'm like, there's girls checking me out, there's guys checking me out. Well, like, that's why I not the hit on part, but. Like, the reason why I keep cheering is especially double O, like, the most fun. It's all my friends. It's great. The best mix of gay boys, straight boys, girls. Like, yeah. there's no drama whatsoever because everyone just gets along. Like, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. yeah Such a great. fun sport. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, let us know if you have more questions. I feel like, yes, we did so much, like, 52 minutes of talking about cheerleading. But I feel like there's, like, limitless amount of questions. And we yeah, could totally yeah, do a part two if you sure. guys are interested. So let us know. This was fun, but we have Ibachi waiting and we're going to go watch The Bachelor. So with that being said, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Chicken Chicken Noodle Noodle Scoop. Scoop. Bye.